Hello, hello from my new recording studio here at Life Uprooted with Sonia. We are on episode number 14, but who's counting really? And this one is titled Broken Hearted in a Second Language. Ooh, that sounds maybe scary, but hey, it's okay. It's okay. Maybe I'm catching you on the downswing. Maybe I'm catching you at the bottom of things or on the very bottom of the proverbial barrel. Maybe I'm catching you on the upswing and maybe you just, maybe your life is going great. And wherever you are in life, if you're listening to it, I do truly believe that it is for a reason. Maybe it's not for you right now. Maybe it's for you down the road. Maybe it is meant for someone else that needs to hear that through you. I don't know. But let's just dive into it a little bit and see where the road will take us, shall we? So my friend, have you ever had your heart broken? Have you ever felt that sucky feeling, gut-wrenching feeling that comes with it? And I know that question sounds a little idiotic. Because duh, Sonia, who hasn't? Chances are, if you are a human being, that you did. Correct. And it really makes no difference if you are he or she. And to be frank, to be human, and having a beating heart, it probably will be broken. Odds of that are actually great. So you might as well get comfortable with the statistics here. Um, and, you know, listen on. But before you jump into any conclusions, let's take a look at some facts about our heart. Perhaps some facts that you haven't heard before. I think that will be quite juicy and quite interesting. So did you know that our heart beats roughly 110,000 times a day? That's 100,000, 110,000 beats per day, which makes about 40 million beats per year. That's crazy to me. And another cool fact is that in one hour of time, our heart produces enough energy to lift a horse. Yes, you heard me correctly. A horse weighing roughly 800 kilograms. What, Sonia, are you counting in kilograms? Of course I am. I'm from the Czech Republic. We use metric. But just to make it a little bit more, you know, human to you, 800 kilograms would be about, but it's not exact by any means, but it's a little less than 400 pounds. And lift that 800 kilogram weighing force about one meter or one yard above the ground. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that, that power that our heart generates? And also another cool fact is that our heart creates 60 times higher electrical impulse than our brain does. And also 5,000 times bigger or stronger magnetic field than the brain. Those are powerful facts. And by the way, the facts I'm sharing with you were generated or shared through HardMath Institute. And also another resource that I've used is my beloved author, Yiji Vokaj or Vokiel Chmolik, which is another neuroscience geek and author that likes to share information to transform people's lives. 
And also, did you know that there's actually a cluster, and it's probably more than just a cluster, I'll call it maybe a colony of hot brain uh, neurons. It's about 40,000 of them. So 40,000 brain neurons residing inside our heart that create this express lane, this express highway to communicate information into our brain from our heart. And you probably have realized or have known about this connection between our brain and our heart. We've talked previously about our connection between our brain and our gut. So there's this established and it's scientifically confirmed fact. So it's not just some sort of a woo-woo that Sonia made up. So there is a gut-brain connection or axis. And also there is a connection or a strong information highway between heart and brain. And in the past, science scientists have believed that brain is the one who is talking down the orders to the brain and it's communicating downwards to the heart, telling it what to do, where in fact, it turns out that the heart, our heart, is the organ that is communicating stronger with the brain via this um, high, uh, express lane, this highway, and more frequently so than you would have thought, or than the other way around, basically communicating what's going on, the feelings, how we feel, so that the brain can in turn, can make correct decisions on what to do and what programs to launch. And our heart's magnet, magnetic field is also, you guys, measurable. It's measurable, you know how far? It's about one and a half meter. So imagine one and a half meter, so yard and a half, for those of you who don't like metric, around you there's this bubble, this field, that your heart um, magnetic field is measurable. So if somebody, imagine if somebody has magnetic personality, that connects, that's got to be connected with your heart. And imagine getting somebody into that magnetic field of your heart. That, that's for real. So if you feel that connection, it's not for nothing. Just saying. And the heart is also serving as an amplifier or magnifier for the brain because our brain, while it's a central sort of a processing unit for those of you who do more with computers, it does not have emotions. It doesn't feel the way our heart does. It's good at processing and running all these processes in our body that run sort of behind the scenes. It's really good at that. But to feel pain or anything else, it's not really in the brain's capacity. It's, it's kind of being processed through the heart. And so the heart then amplifies any decisions and impulses that the brain can also send out. So imagine if you make a decision about whatever, it kind of gets pushed through the, the heart to create that power, that energy that will actually launch you in, into any action. Imagine when we were talking about enough power to lift a horse weighing 800 kilograms about a yard or a meter above the ground. So imagine that force, that strength, that's, the, that's what your heart is capable to really kick you into action. So imagine, my friend, if you feel blame for anything or something you've done or some sort of an internal struggle or conflict, it's actually not some sort of a conscious conflict. What it is, 
it's conflict between a signal that your heart sends into the brain and possibly the old or stored programs that your brain has in. And so there is a conflict there. It's not necessarily your conscious that you may have thought before. So yeah, those are some really cool facts that I felt were relevant and worth mentioning. So still think that it would be best to wall off people and all the emotions from your life so that you don't get get you don't have to get hurt and feel the pain anymore. I know that it might feel that way, but let me tell you, even though it hurts like hell when you experience a heartbreak, it's also something that makes us fully human. You know, that makes our life so colorful and so worth living. It's not just this like boring hue of gray and different gray. It's, it's all the colors in all the spectrum. And you don't want to miss it, do you? And I have no way of knowing what you have gone through in your life, but I know this. Experiencing a broken heart in your own language is tough enough. No doubt, no question. I've been there. And experiencing it in another country or language is just as, as sucky, if not worse. But um, that's not the point I'm trying to make. I'm not trying to compare. But perhaps you feel more exposed, more bamboozled, or more alone at the moment. The emphasis, my friend, is on the few words at the moment part. I remember going through my divorce and how deep, deeply painful it was a lot of shame that was connected to that and the pain that i felt progressively especially the years leading to it i was also very lonely but at the end of it i just felt exhausted and numb and perhaps you can relate to that and perhaps not but you know like i said we're human and our experience um, has a, a wide variety of colors but then, you know, perhaps drawing on another relationship may feel confusing, but at the same time clarifying in the sense that you are sorting out what you like and what you don't like. And perhaps you feel somewhat guarded with your heart, and that's understandable. But, like I said, life is worth living when you allow your heart to be free and fully beating. And... Uh, all in all, the best choices I could have made, speaking for myself, were to focus on me, to love me, and to heal me. Sounds any romantic relationship. And you guys, I felt great. All the while, I was wondering if my heart was fine, because I felt great. I was like, is that okay that I actually feel like there's nobody like next to me, so anybody besides me, is that is that real? Is that how it can be? But yes, because if you don't love yourself first, if you are not okay with you being the way you are, 
without somebody quote unquote completing you, chances are you will have ruined that person when they walk into your life. You will. Because that you complete me crap, pardon my language, is just not real. That's where things get bent out of shape and um, relationships get distorted. But that's just my opinion. I'm not a relationship expert by any means. You can certainly uh, reference anybody else whom you align with better. But anyway, that's just what I found out. And uh, just every now and then I would be curious about how things are and is, is that okay that my heart is the way it is and that things are the way they are. And then all of a sudden I felt a spark and my heart fluttered and then a crash. And my friends, the great takeaway from it was my heart is perfectly fine. And it gets awakened when it wants to be. So what's a broken hearted soul to do? I have few tips in this toolkit for you. First of all, let go and forgive. Let go of all the crap that fills your mind and fills your your life and feels really overwhelming. I know it seems impossible, but let go. Not just try, but let go. Minute by minute if necessary, hour by hour, and then day by day. Whatever it takes, let go of everything that is not serving you. Then forgive. Forgive yourself for wherever you feel the blame on your part and also forgive the offending person. Because in my opinion, truly it was not ever about them, it was about you. They, and that's probably a higher math for you right now, and uh, you might not be ready to hear that, but forgiveness without trying to analyze every little thread and shred of things, forgiveness is your gateway to happiness. It's, it's your gateway to freedom and feeling great again. Trust me. Step two, or, or I don't know, tip two, is love on you first. Get yourself back into alignment with you. That's where the seed of your magic lies, and that's from where um, it unfolds every dang time. You're a magnificent, beautiful human being. I know it might not sound right right now, and you think that it's just a bunch of fluff, but trust me, you are. There is a lot of beauty and a lot of unique, quirky stuff that resides in there. So love on it. Be gentle with it. It's fragile. It's your heart. It's, it's, it's you. So love you well. Step three, and they kind of are connected together, so they're logically progressing. So it's not that they're dramatically different, but they're just uh, deeper shades of what I'm talking about. So step three, now more than ever, pour into your self-care. So whatever you need to do to feel well. I think when it comes to heartbreak, 
some of us experience weight loss. You just don't feel like eating and you have a hard time sleeping. Maybe you just let a lot of things go because you don't you don't feel like it's paying attention to any of that or you eat, eat crap. But in the end, all you do, especially when it comes to eating the crap parts, you're just penalizing you. It's not it's not that you're punishing anybody else, but you're really hurting you. The one person that you're with every single minute, every single day. Love you. Do yourself a favor and care for you the best you know how. I know that the sleep part is a little bit out of your control, but not entirely. So do what you can to get yourself back into sleeping well because that will help you recharge a lot of things and restore the the healthy equilibrium and the, the feeling happy. Because truly in our sleep, a lot of magic and biochemical processes happen in our brain that help us recharge and uh, even shift toxins, push them out of and clean them. So if you think of it as a, like a night cleaning crew, comes in those deep sleeping hours so that our body and our mind is refreshed and ready for the next day. So it's crucial to really get your sleep back in order. And... Uh, you know, work out, go for a walk. Maybe you don't feel like working out, but do something. Do some self-care steps every single day. And if you need, engage a friend who will kind of coax you into doing that and hold you accountable when you don't feel like you have the motivation. And there are some meditations, like there is a Headspace app that has some meditations that process um, grief that process changes in life and other things if you're interested I definitely can post the link where you can try headspace for I think two weeks for free which I loved when I initially was introduced to headspace because it was a great way of sampling what they have to offer and if it's the right tool for me step four do whatever makes your heart sing again it sounds similar but not quite the same so if you like to paint, spend more time painting. If you love dancing, go dancing. If you love fixing cars, go do that. I have a girlfriend who loves to fix hot rods. That's what she, and build, build hot rods. That's an amazing creative way to make your heart alive. And again, it's so worth it. Do it. Don't put it away. Uh, I mean, put it off. Number five, keep reaching for the best feeling thoughts. Because undoubtedly, your mind will be flooded uh, with a whole bunch of thoughts that don't feel good. And uh, your mind will visit these dark corners, these dark places. And uh, it's not really serving you, for one. And for two, it's not healthy to stay there. So as, as difficult it may feel at times, keep reaching for better feeling thoughts every single time. My favorite go-to, because sometimes when you feel brokenhearted and you feel that you don't know what your next breath and your ne next step come from, what you can do, my friend, is find a better feeling thought. My favorite one is, I don't have to have it figured out right now. And uh, another one is, all this is just a paving path to a better future. 
It's just a stepping stone for the next magnificent thing. I don't have to have all the information right now. Stuff like that. Number six, don't stop loving. Don't stop loving you. Don't stop loving the language you fell in love with. Don't stop loving your community or the places where you live. Don't stop loving life. I have been caught saying a few times to all kinds of different audiences and people saying, I just love my crazy, messy life. I love it. It's not perfect, but I do love it. I am in love with it. And so should you. Figure out a way to love your life where you're at right now, right here, this red hot minute, my friend. Again, maybe a little bit tougher pill to swallow at the moment, but think on that. And lastly, trust the process. It might not make much sense, but trust the process. And then repeat. So I feel that this was just enough time to get us thinking on all these things. So yeah, heartbreak sucks. It sucks in the foreign language or in second language too. But it is no excuse for us staying down or feeling down because my friends, it's just a gateway uh, uh, to something new, amazing that is unfolding within you. So do trust the process. Do go you, be you. And the steps that I outlined here start with number one and just go down the list. Don't jump to the last one. Don't jump to trust the process first. Well, you might if, if that feels right. But depending on where you're at, you may want to start with the first step first. I love you. My heart goes out to you. Remember the in that, that amazing magnetic electric power your heart holds. So care for it. Love on it. And uh, I will connect with you, my friend, or my friends, another time. And till then, you take care of you, you love you, and you love your heart. Have a great day.